Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Celtics have won four in a row. Sam, house money, Hauser's the greatest shooter of all time. And Grant Williams, suddenly in the starting lineup. And oh yeah, Jason Tatum is awesome. All of that coming up on First to the Floor. Be first to the floor here, and it was Marcus Smart as he usually is. As far as the first round, we've seen a superstar in Green and White sacrifice the body. Hey everybody, Wayne Spoonie here. Uh, ben had to jump out. He was supposed to be on this pod, but he's got a family thing going on, so we wish him the best. I hope everything works out for him. Um, but I am here. The Celtics are making everybody happy, so the good vibes are rolling. Hopefully they continue to good vibes Ben's family situation. But I'm here with Jake Eisenberg. Jake, what's up, my dude? Hey, feeling good. Vibes are vibes are high. It's still sunny in in Sydney Friday morning. <laughs> got a got a tie, a draw last night in the no. men's league. Um, That's possible, huh? Yeah, we don't do OT until we get to the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we blew a sixteen to two lead. Um, oh no! Yeah, but I I hit the um the game tying baseline sixteen footer. Um, so got the team uh, a two two points on the ladder. So we're making a push for the playoffs. There you go, man. That's a clutch jumper, Jake. The yeah. Celtics might be able to use you in some of these uh, interesting fourth quarters they've been having. Speaking of, mm. uh, the Celtics, since we last talked, beat the Memphis Grizzlies and the Detroit Pistons. Let's hit that Memphis game first. And uh, yeah, they could have used you in that game because they were in control. And then in the fourth quarter, Ooh. the Grizzlies sort of in like a bizarre sequence. Um, I don't know if it's me, Jake, but... Do teams just shoot 100% from three against the Celtics when they're up by like eight to six in the last two minutes of a game? Or am I crazy? It just feels like teams do not miss in that situation. So I thought the same thing. And then so that was the day that every single team played. And the NBA needs to do this more often where they stagger the the tips 15 minutes apart because Celtics game ended. And then you basically got to watch the last five, 10 minutes every other game. The Celtics almost collapsed. I flicked to the Mavs-Nets game. Mavs, yep. Mavs collapse. If KD yep. hits a free throw, they go to OT. Um, the Cavs collapse. Big it, time. Like 14-0 run to, to win the game. Um, I think I'm... Am I missing the one? The Heat collapsed yes, yes. against the, the Blazers. That's I right. actually watched that fourth quarter this morning while I was like drinking my coffee because I am home alone with no wife and kid. And uh, yeah, the Heat absolutely, you know, they had a 10 point lead with about five minutes left and they were high five in Mm -hmm. and Lowry and Butler were doing their like swaggy stuff. And uh, I was like, oh, baby, I know what's about to happen. (laughs) Uh, That was uh, very fun to watch. Actually, that might have been last night now that I think about it. The the Portland one? No, the the, um, Josh Hart buzzer beater? Yeah. Yeah, that was the, was that that was the bonanza night. That was the bonanza night. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. So yeah, that was 
very enjoyable to watch. But uh, this Grizzlies game was kind of an interesting game. The Grizz are a great team. I would say um, some people have them as uh, on the Celtics level. Uh, I think the Celtics demonstrated a, another. This is just another check in that the Celtics can win in a variety of different ways. We only made 12 threes. Grant Williams didn't take a shot. Jalen yeah. turned it over a bunch. Yep. And Hauser had only two shot attempts, but Jason Tatum had 39. What's your general takeaway from this Grizz game, Jake? Um, it kind of feels in line with a lot of the other games. Like they felt like the better team throughout the game. They almost pulled away twice. Um, and they, mm-hmm. and they honestly did pull away in the end. Um, it, you know, our, our co-host Joe has the magic number system and we were right on the magic number, which basically means the other team has to play for perfect in order to get back in it. And they almost did. They almost did. Almost <laughs> did. It, it took missing four free throws, um, all of the above. Um, but they feel like the better team almost every single night. And they, they have, even, even the Cavs game, the first one, they went up like 16. Everybody's kind of talking about, yep. Cavs are really Cavs are solid. They're going to be good, but you know they just don't have the the talent to keep up with the Celtics. And we we keep doing this thing where we're not putting our foot on the throat of the other team, um, and that's what it kind of felt like last night. Um, Jalen had a one of those Jalen games where you were just like banging your head on the table, um, but he did kind of get it together in the fourth quarter. Um, if I look at his fourth quarter numbers here. Um, he was two for three, still had two turnovers, but I think those were early in the quarter. Like he had a few rebounds, like a steal that was clutch, um, that clear path play. Like he did kind of turn it around. He was a, he was a plus four in the quarter. Um, he did kind of turn it around. He played all 12 minutes. So did Tatum now that I'm looking at it. So Grant, um, yeah. And I think that, I mean, it can be as just as simple as Jason Tatum played 40 minutes, um, had 39, got himself to the line 16 times and took the assignment to guard John Morant down the stretch. Like, and then Joe Mazzulla's, it wasn't quite clear if that's what was asked is, did, did Jason Tatum ask to take that assignment? And then Joe says, everybody asked it. It wasn't quite clear if everybody asked <laughs> yeah. if they wanted to guard him or everybody asked Tatum to guard him. Um, but I, I'm choosing to believe it was everybody asking Tatum to guard Jar because um, he's been the best defender on the team so far. And again, easily. Yeah, easily. And to have that one on one block, um, he's just racking up these highlight blocks against star players in clutch moments. Um, there's a great video up on the first of the floor socials um, on a bunch of them this year, you know, blocking Maxi, Donovan Mitchell, Tyler Hero. I mean, you know, you commented that was like the weakest little floater that Tyler Hero <laughs> put up, but he's swatting it away no matter, no matter where it's coming from. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, Tatum yeah. had two blocks in the game. I think they were both on jaw and, um, circling back to Jalen. Here's the nice thing about Jalen Brown. Like this was a disastrous Jalen Brown game, seven turnovers. He still had 21. Yep. You know what I mean? Like on 40% shooting bad game. Really? He went one of six from three. Had he made one or two more of those, all of a sudden he's at 24, 27 on a much more efficient shooting night. So while it was a horrible Jalen Brown game, I think it speaks to where he's at as a player that his worst games are he's a negative six with 21 points and nine rebounds. Um, But I think the big story is 
Jason Tatum continues to get to the line. He had 16 yeah. free throws in that Grizzly game, only two turnovers, and he was a plus 15. No one else was a plus double digits against the Grizzlies. And you're right. I mean, defensively, he just looks so locked in in a way that Tatum's always been a smart, efficient defensive player, but he's not been a defensive monster ever. And he's just really, he's bringing the pain on defense, Mm -hmm. man. Like he really is. And shout out Al Horford, who had (laughs) probably his best game uh, Mm -hmm. this season against the Grizz. He had 15 points, six boards, two assists. So Al with uh, rest. Yeah, exactly. Al with rest. And uh, is that something you think uh, Joe's going to do the rest of the season to just make sure Al um, sits those back to backs and and you know can stay spry. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason for him to play back to backs. To me, it's pretty obvious that the Celtics are one of the. I think it's honestly the Bucks and the Celtics as the best two teams in the league right now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty clear. So the goal should you know every every decision should be made with winning the championship in mind. Like if you lose a couple of games because. Al Horford's not playing it back to back, or you know, you keep his minutes down below 33, 32, 31. That's you know, that's fine. You know, Perfect. I'm you know, this this team is insanely good on the road anyway. Like my my fiance, she's like, what, 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 what game we're watching? And they were just like slow out of the gates. I think it was the Pistons game, and they weren't getting the offensive rebounds yesterday. She's like, why do they? No, play? they were not. Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> why why do they play so much better on the road? And you know, last season in the playoffs, they were an absurdly good road playoff team. So I don't think, well, of course you want to be the one seed. You know, you want to have, um, play the worst teams, get more home games, etc. This team's in, just really good on the road. So I'm yep. not too worried about dropping games here and there. Um, if it means that you're going to get a fresh Al Horford, um, one of Al Horford's best games of his playoff career was in Milwaukee. So um, yeah, I think keep him fresh. Once Al comes, I mean, once Rob comes back, I think, you know, keeping them both in the 24 to 28 minute range is the move. Um, so Al's just kind of hanging on right now. He's got a, he's, it feels like um, Brooke Lopez stole his PEDs. Like Brooke Lopez is. I know, dude, he's, he's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't know what happened. Is he, is he paying the dealer more than Al is this year? Al's got the contract. Surely he's able to outbid, <laughs> the, outbid the PED guy. Um, but yeah, I guess that's the difference in, in, um, you know, Brooke was able to get a lot of time at home on the couch. The Celtics went all the way uh, to the final. So that just that extra rest for guys like that, um, I think can make a big difference. Well, and yeah, Brooke didn't play most of last yeah. season, right? Like Al played an entire season last year. And yeah, the luxury is we can ride Al a little harder right now until Rob gets back. Um, and kind of the sneaky, um, scary part is Noah Vonley. This is a horrible Memphis is a bad matchup uh, yeah. for Noah Vonley, who is a team worst minus 11 in eight minutes and did not take a shot <laughs> and had two rebounds. What, what, so not a great game for Noah. Sure, sure, sure. How many fouls did he have? He had uh, he only had, two. Uh, he only he eight only had uh, two, <laughs> two yeah, but in eight, in minutes. eight minutes. Yeah. yeah, actually. Yeah, that's right on cue for his eight minutes per or eight fouls per 36. Minutes. Ridiculous. <laughs> he might be leading the league in something at least. So uh, let's uh, so the Grizzly game like, yeah, I think that fourth quarter, those last two, the Celtics were completely in control with like two and a half minutes left. And then 
there was some like goofy stuff going on with them making everything like I'm not really concerned about the end of that game. Maybe I should be because we've shown that sometimes we can collapse in crunch time. But for the most part, we were always in control like that three point win. It was more like a seven, eight yeah. point win to me. So I'm not too worried about that. But our arch nemesis we mm. played last night. The Detroit Pistons, and this was, I would say, just a professional basketball win. Just like, I'm better than you, Detroit, go to sleep type of win, Jake. So what's your takeaway from the Pistons game? Um, I I shouldn't have been as frustrated as I was with the the result, Um, but just early, it was so clear that they were so much better than the Pistons, and there's just... The offensive rebounds, like a couple of sloppy plays here and there. I'm like, can we just, can we get Tatum down to 28 minutes and Al down to 24? Let's just get out of here. And if we did get there eventually, like Al played 26, Tatum 31, Jalen 30 minutes. Um, But yeah, like Jalen and Jason just kind of rolled out of the bed and had 60 points. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Tatum, especially, Tatum especially did not look like he was really trying no, <laughs> until it was the yeah, third quarter. <laughs> he didn't roll out of bed till the second half. There's yeah, and no question. Yeah, he what did he have in the third quarter? Like sixteen, and especially and it he was in like sixteen two, and five minutes. Yeah, that's right. It was <laughs> the the spin on uh, livers and then the Dirk one legged fadeaway. It was just like absurd. Whatever. So. It was kind of similar to the Knicks game in the sense where um, they were clearly the better team and Tatum especially, he knows, like, I can get to the rim. That's that, I'm kind of saving that for when I need it. Um, yeah. But in games against the Knicks and the Pistons, I'm putting up 10 plus threes, um, getting to my spots, jump shots. Um, and if they're not falling, I know I've got all these other things in my bag. Um, but yeah, he he's just like... I'm just going to shoot over the top of you guys. I'm convinced that the the work that he did with KD um, is giving him a little confidence just to pull up right in guys' no face. Doubt. Yeah. Because um, I always was like, no one's blocking your shot unless KD or you're a clone of yourself are on the, <laughs> are on the other side of the court. Yeah. Um, I'm loving some of the off-ball stuff, man. I I, I think Joe's done a really- just about to yeah, talk about, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think Joe's doing a really good job with a lot of like the actions with getting people off-ball and- um, using Tatum's gravity for other guys, um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and talk if you're about watching that. on YouTube, yeah. you're you're seeing some Tatum be real as we're talking here. And actually, so um, per NBA.com, Tatum finished right, so he has to take a shot when he cuts for this stat to matter. He finished one cut a game last year, right? Okay. He's at two a game this year, which doesn't sound like a lot more. But it really is like, I mean, he's doubling the amount of cuts he's finishing, but you got to think about like every three cuts you make, maybe you get one pass where you can shoot. You know what I mean? So he's cutting double the amount off ball, which is a huge development for him. And I wonder if playing against Curry got Mm -hmm. him thinking like, I need to be more active off ball because it really seems like he has made that something he's focusing on this year well i don't know how you can participate in that finals and not come away being like this guy is unstoppable without the ball like he's putting as much pressure on us with the ball as he is without the ball um 
Yeah, and Tatum sometimes yeah. more without the yeah. ball. Yeah, oh, it's because yeah, because at least if he's got the ball, you can you can kind of hand check him. You know where he yeah, is. Yeah, you know where he is, right? <laughs> it's it's nuts. Um, yeah, and to see you him can bring it, help when he's got the ball. You know, exactly. And it's like now we're not worried about Steph Curry off ball. Yeah, yeah, and especially when you get th- like you know you can lock in in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, but. He's he's given you forty minutes of just nonstop movement. Like it's yep. eventually he's gonna you're gonna lose him. Um, so yeah, I, I have I think that's definitely something that he he's definitely clearly worked on it. Whether or not that's because of Steph Curry, I would be surprised if it's. I would love to get someone to ask him about that because I bet you um, it's definitely something that he's thought about. Yeah, and um, I wonder if part of it's Joe. Because I I think there's some of our favorite Twitter follows like Knight, um, Adam Taylor, Mm -hmm. and some other folks have been documenting some of Joe Missoula's plays. And the man seems like he is like bordering on offensive genius here because some of these actions are just so beautiful. And a lot of what they're doing is getting Tatum in actions off ball to get easy buckets. And... I feel like, I don't know about you, Jake, but do you feel like there's a lot of times in these games where it's like, man, Tatum hasn't done much. And then you look and he's like, oh, he's got 25 in the third quarter. <laughs> it seems so much easier than ever before. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, it's like, and then exactly. it, it, gets, it gets a little stagnant. You're like, okay, now it's time to get Tatum in the ball a little bit. But yeah, he's he's rolling out of bed and... And getting 25, 30, He's 35. 32 points a game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, I know. And, we're, and like, we're, we're talking, so, we, I feel like we've talked so much about Tatum, but it's like, I don't understand how you can't when right. he was already so good and he's made a, a clear leap so far. Easily. Yeah, yeah, like, no doubt about it. Yeah, and, you know, how you win a title is with your best player being a clear-cut top five MVP candidate, not just like, fringy you know conversation like right now it's Giannis Luca and Tatum like mm-hmm. as the as the legitimate MVP no doubt. best players in the year in the league I personally think that it's Tatum over Luca because of the defense um and the offensive gap even if you give the edge to Luca is is not huge um so that's like it, it's the conversation has to start and end with with him because the team kind of goes goes with him and you see it with the plus minus all the advanced stuff, even you know, for, throughout his whole career, he's just been he's been really good with that stuff. But now that the fact that he was surrounded him with a really high level roster is just rising tide, all boats. Um, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the Celtics' big three of uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, who had a thirty piece, a very efficient thirty piece of his own. And Sam Hauser, who had a career yes, high, twenty four. Um, so, dude, this Hauser thing I, is real, I huh? I, I'm, gonna, I'm playing the. I've got like thirty seconds of uh, Hauser highlights if you're oh, watching sorry. on the YouTube as well. Um, he's, I, I was going to say money. He is house money. Like he's house money, baby. <laughs> I've I've never experienced a player. None of the none of the other players on the Celtics in my life. Outside maybe Ray Allen's the last guy, where where every time Hauser shoots the ball, I like am shocked if it doesn't go in. Yeah, like even like yeah. Tatum, Jalen. I'm like, yeah, great shot to take. Um, but Hauser, it's like it's cat, dude. It, at, like legit, you are so right. 
if it doesn't go in, I'm like, I can't believe Hauser missed that open three. Yeah. Um, and on a couple of those highlights there, I think, you know, as the league and the scouting reports start to catch up to literally one of the best shooters in the league, there's going to be more gravity yeah. as we kind of saw last night as he was, you know, just scorching a little bit of extra pressure. And we talked about it in the offseason, he seems to be pretty smart off ball. He's using that gravity and making very simple backdoor cuts, guys setting screens for him to use the gravity to shoot. And if they overplay it, bang, like open layups. Um, little floater last night as well. Oh, um, baby. Yeah. So, I mean, he's become like one of the most valuable role players kind of in the league now, like as like an eighth, ninth man. Like it's these, these, these leads, the, the bench, I mean, the starters only have to tie. And the bench comes right. in and Hauser just has nine points like in the first three minutes. Immediately. Out there. It's like so fast. It's like, <laughs> oh man, we, 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 we survived the Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart group with a four point deficit. Oh shit. Now we're down 14. It's like, yeah. what? Oh, Jesus Moses. And uh, Jake, so do you know who leads the league in spot up play efficiency? Oh, is it House Money? It's Sam Hauser. <laughs> do you know who's third in the league in spot up efficiency? Oh, uh, another def- member of our bench. Oh, um, Malcolm. No, is it Malcolm? Uh, Grant, of course. Grant Williams. Yes. Yeah. Tatum, 79th percentile in spot up efficiency. Horford. 87th percentile Derek White 70th percentile Jalen Brown 78th percentile so Ben described Malcolm Brogdon's dribble moves as like a machine gun which I think it was spot on but this team is like a machine gun dude like they are just letting it fly from all over. It is so... This is the most fun to watch Celtics team since Isaiah Thomas was, like, the king in the fourth, man. Like, they're flying up and down the court. They're passing... They're, like, driving, kicking. They're running all these super complicated actions that Missoula's implemented. And guess what? We're the best offense. We've got the best true shooting percentage in the league. And we're pretty solid you know we're not turning it over that that much so we're taking the most threes i believe we have the highest percentage of our points coming from three and we're sixth in field goal percentage percentage off drives because you've got all that spacing right so once you actually get into the lane there's not help because if you help off sam hauser or grant williams or jason tatum or Jalen brown or Derek white now or al horford our center it's just going to be three points. So one thing I want to pose to you, Jake. Okay. Do you have any concerns that the, obviously the yes. three-point okay. shooting is going to cool down a little bit because like these dudes are shooting 50% for three. <laughs> I know. I'm but do you have con- any concerns like this could, you know, if we go super cold, do you think this team could go super cold for like a month and this can sink us? As you were speaking, I could just hear my dad. Uh, in my in my head, being like, live yeah. by the three, die by the three. Die, exactly. Exactly, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think you need to have different ways to do it. Like, I've said it before, this should be a team that shoots near the top of the league in three-point mm-hmm. shooting because even mm-hmm. before the season, Tatum, great shooter, Jalen Brown, great shooter, Al Horford, great shooter, Grant already led the league in corner threes last year. We were pretty fucking sure that Hauser was an elite three-point shooter, and he's even better than we could have hoped. Yep. Malcolm Brogdon, career 39, 40% three-point shooter. 
So all of those guys, the only ones that weren't great three-point shooters that are playing a lot of minutes are Derek and Marcus. And even Derek clearly, kind of, I mean, we'll see how sustainable the Derek White stuff is, but even checking it again today, he's back up to 50% after a game or two. Um, not His shot looks, he, yeah. he's so repeatable now. Like he really, his release point was really inconsistent last year. That is not the case yeah. anymore. So I'm buying yeah. the Derek White and improvement. Even even if it's, you know, somewhere in between where he was before and where he is now, that's fine. Even yeah. before, like yep. like last season, I think it was fit, confidence, comfortability, um, as well as the mechanics. And because like with, with uh, San Antonio, I think he was like 31, 32%. Even if he was, he's at 33 percent that's enough for teams to still have to to play you guys and then on the flip side okay it's game it's game five against milwaukee um where it's tied the threes aren't going in this team has guys that can get to the rim part of the issue with the playoff run last year was it was jalen and jason are the only two guys that like and Derek a little bit and but like this team now is kind of stocked full of guys that can really get to the rim and Malcolm Brogdon being the biggest difference in that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just having the option. And Tatum showing it to us with the different ways that he's playing it. One game he's getting to the line 20 times. The next time it's 14 threes. The next game it's 16 time attempts at the line again. Um, it's having the ability to flip and change your approach throughout a playoff series or within a specific game. And I think that these guys have that ability. Even Grant showing you know more off-the-bounce chops. So, yes, they should be shooting a lot of threes, but when you're the Houston Rockets or the Boston Celtics in those conference finals, when the threes weren't going down, can you adjust? Can you find ways to get to the rim and generate easy points? And that's not even mentioning Rob. And then he's good for eight to 12 easy buckets yep. uh, a game, points a game, I should say. Or he opens up even more wide open yeah. threes because you don't want him to get the 10, 12 easy points. So. Yeah, I think in a seven-game series, I would bet my money on four of those games, the threes are going to be falling. And yeah, to your point, Jake, even if they're they're not, the way Brogdon increases the Celtics just off the dribble pop and Derek White, yeah, like he's pretty, he's good at getting into the paint. He's very shifty. He had a gorgeous play last night against uh, the Pistons where he like pump fake, took somebody off the dribble, kicked it to Hauser for a wide open three because the defense collapsed. So D white can do all that stuff too, just at a lower level than the Jays and Malcolm Brogdon, but, and smart too, man, like he can get into the paint a little bit too. And he's finishing is at a different level nowadays than it was um, three or four years ago. So one big change we've seen in the last couple of games is that Grant Williams has been inserted mm-hmm. into the starting lineup. So Grant has kind of, in the, in the starting lineup, I think his usage is down. Like I said, he had zero shots against Memphis, but that lineup is killing people plus 10 and a half um, in those games where he starts. And overall, last year, when when it was Smart, Brown, Tatum, Grant, and Horford, that lineup was a minus eight and a half. Mm. This year, they're up to a plus 3.8. So that's a huge swing. For whatever reason, last year, that lineup just never played well. Um, and now this year, it seems like they figured it out some, maybe partly because Tatum's just been such a monster. Uh, teams seem to be closing out on Grant and taking away the shot. But 
I don't know about you, Jake, that's kind of a good thing yeah. because then it just opens it up for the Jays. So how you been feeling about Grant being inserted in the starting lineup instead of D. White? Yeah, we haven't really got a good explanation on why that is from, from Joe yet, and I don't think we will. Um, nope. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, little, I, it's a little early, I think, for us to really put our finger on it. The Memphis game, I didn't really mind at all that he didn't take a shot because he was so good on the defensive mm-hmm. end. And that's why I was calling for more Grant was the defense has been a bit of an issue. I th- as good as Derek White is on defense, you're just lacking a little bit of size. Um, and he helps the rebounding. And on the glass, exactly. too. Exactly. And so that has definitely been shored up, even though, I mean, yesterday, like how many fingertips did he get? I wish Grant was just a quarter of an inch taller. I, I swear, right. like, he's just quarter of an inch. It's all he needs. And he's like... So much better. Um, but yeah, the, the shots thing, I th- feel like this happened last year. A couple of times he got starts. It's like, where are the, where are the open shots coming from? And I think that makes sense. You know, you're playing against bench units that aren't quite as good as the starters. You're not going to get as many open shots. Part of it is the scouting report probably says Definitely. Grant Williams. Yeah, as it should. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm not, I, I don't feel super confident in why or why not he's getting the shots right now outside of just he's getting more attention. Um, I'm excited to see him try to expand um, expand his kind of off-the-bounce game that we've seen in the preseason and through the first uh, 10 games here. Now that he knows that the closeouts are coming. Um, yeah, I know. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's really what it is. I think he's getting more defensive attention. And I think the good thing about a guy like Grant is – he has shown that if they close out really hard on him, he will pump and go and can at least do something okay. Like, not bad, right? It's not going to be a disaster. That's not a bad possession if Grant Williams is like, pump, they jump, and he's getting to the rim. Like, he might do something dumb. He might miss the shot. I was going to say, it's going to look bad, but it's not necessarily <laughs> going to be bad. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm be pretty, but it might be effective is all that matters. So, um, so if basically they're just sticking somebody on him and we get to play mm-hmm. four on four yeah. with that starting lineup with Al Horford picking pops and the Jays and Marcus Smart, um, that's a huge win for us because then we also get to take advantage of what you were alluding to. Like Grant is an incredible defensive player and he's not a great rebounder, but he's a hell of a lot better of a rebounder than Derek White. And you saw at times like, Isaiah Stewart is a beast yeah. on the glass, dude. And there were times where Tatum was matched up on him and Stewart yeah. was just like, I'm just going to bang on you because I know you don't want it in game 10 no. of the N- or 11 of the, the NBA season. Yeah, against the Pistons. You're up 11 or 12. Yeah. Like Tatum's like, all right, dude, just take a lay. I just want to take my care. pretty step back, man. You, you, all yours. <laughs> yeah. And then he roasted him on the other yeah. end too. But um, that's the nice thing about Grant is it takes some of those miles off of Tatum. Yeah. Uh, guarding like a four or a five in the starting lineup. So I'm totally fine with it. I actually, I think when the season started, um, we were talking about potential starting lineups. And mm. I think I was saying that I think we should start Grant. So yeah, he's been fine. He has not been great, but he's definitely not been bad. Um, and he's just playing his role. Yeah. I think if the, the offense is still looking like the best offense in the league, then, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was a really good point. The fact that people are, closing out on him and hugging closer. That was almost like the issue with, with last year was that he was, he was so wide open. He was getting all these shots. Um, teams weren't playing him like he was 
an elite shooter, which was clogging, which was just leaving the lane still yeah. clogged for Jalen and Jason. But now it's opening up. Even if he's not shooting, he has that gravity. And that's just, right. that's the win. I, th- I wonder if it was that Milwaukee game 100%. seven, man. I love where that. It was yeah. like 18 threes is a lot of threes. Yeah. And you just got to show that, you know, even if you shoot a high percentage on like three, four a game, like it's a much different way to play basketball when you're taking 18 of them. Yep. And I bet you that is sticking in some coaches' minds. But this holiday season, I will be giving thanks to our friends over at Manscaped. Everybody loves turkey and stuffing, but you'll be looking like dessert with the help of Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming have blessed you with the ultimate Thanksgiving dinner topic. Tell your in-laws about your new cutting-edge poultry. I'm actually having... Lunch with my in-laws on Saturday. This is this is good timing. And gift yourself all the man. Yeah. The the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Trim your pumpkins by going to manscaped.com and use the code Remind Me Ben. First 18. Code first 18. Need to update the read. Um think your holiday (laughs) spread is good. It's time to give thanks to the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0, or I like to call it the perfect package for your package. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, Weed Whacker, and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Breeze, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your balls. And I can say I got the package. The upgrade from the 3.0 to the 4.0 is noticeable and very thankful to have my own um now so i don't have to share with anybody um <laughs> get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code go again ben first 18 first 18. 18 that's right first 18 at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com and use code first 18 be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscaped your balls will thank you we've gone far uh, too yeah. long <laughs> Without talking, yeah, and we, we talked about him briefly. Yeah, is Marcus Smart back? Oh, man, thirty-four assists, four turnovers in the last three games, averaging ten and eleven yep. <laughs> with one point three turnovers in the last three. Um, and you know, we were getting killed with Smart on the floor mm. in the these you know first seven games, but these or first eight games. But these last three, we've been more productive with Smart and Brogdon off. Um, and for some reason, NBA.com has him second in the DPOY rankings. I don't think that's right. But, yeah. you know, he's, whatever. <laughs> I, I did see that. The, the NBA <laughs> does not make sense. Not at all. Not at all. I guess that. But it's, the defensive awards are just so reputation-based. Because you, you can't look at the numbers so, for, for defense. Um, he's been incredible. Like, if you, you could make... The most insanely beautiful and sexy highlight reel. I think actually Ben did make a beautiful, sexy highlight reel of Marcus he Smart's did. sexy passes. Check that out on the on the YouTube. He's been this is the perfect Marcus Smart offensively. This is this is what you want. Like last three games, he's taking eight point seven field goals. That's that's perfect. Yep. Like the fact that yeah, facilitating Marcus, we're getting more Tatum Smart pick and roll. Um, during the live stream of the Memphis game, we got smart on the pick and roll and it was on, on the pick and roll and he's just perfect in that short roll to get him into those, to those spaces where he's the decision maker. He, he's the best on the team at making those decisions. No doubt. Yeah. Um, best passer, 
best decision maker off the off the roll. Um, he's the point guard of this team, and it's been great to see him over the past three games. Um, feel like he, I don't know, heard the criticism. Maybe he just feels a little healthier. Um, but he seems to be locked in on getting this offense moving, getting everybody in their spots, finding Hauser. When Tatum's cooking, he's even getting Jalen. Actually, there was like when he was cooking in the. Oh, that's hard to. Mm-hmm. Hard to place which da- game it was that Tatum was cooking it was the at this third point. quarter of the Pistons game. Yeah. yeah, he was like, get out of here, Jalen. Yeah. I'm going to Tatum. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what you want. You want the guy, the table set up, the fucking true point guard that everybody's been complaining that we don't have. Um, he's been playing like it. It's, it's beautiful. And and the more I see him play like this, the more I think he took that knock in Montreal against the Toronto against mm. Toronto, and that I I really think that was probably affecting him because he does look just like a different guy out there. And you said great point. He's been awesome as the pick setter yeah. in pick and roll. He's been even better as the pick and roll ball handler. He's in the 99th percentile in efficiency as a pick and roll ball handler, and his assist percentage is up. From 24.4% last year to 28.8. And once you start getting into those 30% assist percentage, I mean, that is like Rondo type stuff, man. Like he is just playing so well. I do think defensively, he's starting to look back a lot better. He's getting there. Exactly. He's, He's not what he was last year when he was just absolutely absurd and i will go to war with anyone who says he doesn't didn't deserve the dpoy you do not watch the celtics yeah. if you think he didn't deserve the defensive player of the year last year i'm sorry yeah, no question um yeah and i think you know this is now his second year as the starting point mm-hmm. guard of the boston mm-hmm. celtics um you know smart's not going to get more athletic add necessarily i don't know things to his bag etc at this point in his career but the fact that He's only been the true point guard and given the keys to the offense for for a season and a bit now. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if he gets more and more comfortable over this season and hopefully for the next three, four, five seasons, um, and just turns into a, a just above Chris Paul essentially. It's beautiful. Yeah. No. And he's. It's been a perfect development. At the time, the timing has been perfect is what I'm trying to say, because there's two things recently that have got me a little worried, Jake. Okay. Little worried. Malcolm Brogdon sat out the second half of this Pistons Mm -hmm. game, and it's just come out. He's not playing on Friday because of hamstring soreness. And... I don't know what the hell Jason Tatum's wearing on his wrist, yeah. but he's got something on his left wrist. And I think that's what he was dealing with in the playoffs as well. So how concerned are you one with the Brogdon injury and two with the Tatum injury? <laughs> uh, I guess this, this is why you don't trade Peyton, Peyton Pritchard. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, Brogdon, any injury after that word, you know, no, you're going to be a little bit worried. And this is this was what was baked in. This is why we got him for not a lot. It's because right. he's been injury prone. Um, the good news is it's happening now. You can get the hamstring under control. Uh, hamstrings are not... They're just, they can be tricky. Hopefully it's just like... Recurring. He's, yeah, you can just you can come back and it's fine. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm more worried than, I, than not... Uh, yeah, the fair. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah, like it's it's not good. 
Um, but it, 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 you didn't really see any. It didn't seem like it was going to be a like like a like a pull or what, what like pulled off the bone or like a massive tear or anything like that. That's not the word I'm looking for. Just a, a strain. I wish that Joe would just say something about precautionary, but no one said that word yet, um, which has me a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. The, the good news is, right, like Derek White, durable guy. He's good to play 35 minutes a game. Like yeah. this, the, the depth the depth of this team is legit. Like you, you lose Rob, you lose Brogdon for a few games here as well. Um, I'm still very confident in this, in this team's ability to rack up wins. Um, Peyton Pritchard, I think, will be better. I thought he was pretty shaky yesterday, but I I can understand that because Brogdon came into the game healthy. He, Peyton's just not expecting to play, um, and you right. and you can tell yourself, you know, stay ready, stay ready, stay ready. But ten games into the season, he had maybe one Hasn't game, really played. one yeah. game where he played meaningful minutes, and even even then, it was like two or three. I think this game, he's gonna he, he would have gone home tonight and be like. You, you you weren't ready. I'm sure he got got some shots up. He's going to be uh, more mentally locked in and ready to play some more minutes. So I feel I feel comfortable with with Pritchard playing. You know, ten fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, on, I, yeah, yeah. I abs. I mean, I'm I'm a big believer yeah. in Peyton Pritchard at least as a regular season player, mm-hmm. man. And the one thing I'll say about him is he was fighting his ass off on the boards. Yep. He was boxing yes. people out. He had that nice. Um, uh, he, where he like snuck out for that fast break mm-hmm. that Tatum hit him with a f- incredible bounce yes, pass and the layup against the Pistons, and really he he missed the two threes that he was wide open yeah. for. But yeah, I'm with you, dude. I have no concerns with Peyton Pritchard playing, and I think that's probably why we haven't seen him traded yet. Uh, it'll be interesting to see once the Gallo contract is tradable mm-hmm. if we include Pritchard, but. I almost think other teams might be like, ah, just give me a second or two yeah. instead of Peyton Pritchard. So we'll see about that. But for now, look, we've got Pritchard, Derek White, great player, Marcus Smart. Like, we're good. We're fine on that. Um, I'm not super worried about Tatum's wrist. So, I don't know about you. Yeah, I watched the, his little post-game interview yesterday, and he obviously got asked about it. Um, and it, it doesn't sound like it's the same injury as the playoff run. It's a difference. Yes. Which... <laughs> I don't know. He's a good. I'm not sure. Um, he's, it's different injury. We're managing it. Was basically what he said. It's gonna be giving me some discomfort. Um, you can't really tell if it is giving him any discomfort at this point. Um, it does. Like you know, I know he had the wrist thing and the shoulder thing in the playoffs. I'm I'm more and more convinced that it was a mental fatigue as much as it was a physical fatigue for Tatum in the playoffs. Uh, Cat, cat bingo, first of the floor bingo, Spoonie's <laughs> yeah. cat. There we My go. Cat. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the mental fatigue the me- as, was as much a part of the physical side of things. Like he was still defending his ass off in the in the finals, playing forty plus minutes. Um, like he had kind of the fitness to to get there, and he was getting to the rim. He just couldn't couldn't finish, finish to save his life. Yeah. Um, we, we, we'll start to get worried if that starts to become a problem again. I mean, I, we. We know he's not a great finisher or like finishing with his left hand anyway. I'm not sure if he's fo- he's favoring that more now. He probably is. I haven't really noticed anything in particular. We, he hasn't like needed to. Yeah. So, I mean? Yeah. If he doesn't need his left hand, doesn't need his left hand. So um, yeah, just something to, to keep our eye on. But it's just the, the reality of, of the NBA is a lot of these guys are kind of dealing with 
little nicks and, and bruises. Um, and we're blessed by the basketball gods touching wood. Uh, that Tatum just is one of the most underratedly tough guys in the league. Like he just plays through stuff that everything, everything, uh, everything, yeah. dude. And forty, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And I think that's something that's underrated about his value yes. to a team. If you're talking about like MVP stuff, is he just plays, man? Look at this disaster in LA with Kawhi. Jesus. Like he played like a game and a half, and now he's already back out, and there's no timeline for his return. Like that, that's just horrible, man. And just never have to worry about that with Jason Tatum, yeah. dude. It's like, ah, uh, he's got a he can't use his left hand. Yeah. He's just gonna go for 39 and 30. <laughs> Gr- granted, I think all of the Celtics world freaked out all when he was on the ground in that Memphis game. Like I just had a yeah. shock of heat yeah. run through my body, but then I was just like, I'll be right. Tatum's always yeah. fine. And he was like in the inter- the post game, he's like, ah, I'm fine. Yeah, he like, just like, all right. He's like, I was just kind of scared. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was me too. <laughs> Yeah, and then he comes out with like thirty yeah, the next game. Okay. Like, oh, okay, I guess he's fine. Sick. Um, all right. Before we get out of here, Jake, I've got a couple couple things I want to get to. First, a who would you rather have? <laughs> Sam House Money, Slim Gaffigan, aka Sammy Buckets, who shot fifty percent from three against the Pistons, and it lowered his three point percentage. <laughs> Or a healthy Gallinari. Who are you taking? Um, one word. No, it's house money. House money. That's that's an easy one. All right. House money or Ben Simmons. Mate. It's the house party. We're filling up. That's, 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 house that's money, not close baby. either, honestly. That's not close <laughs> yeah. either. Okay. Third. Bradley Beal. Are we doing are we doing contracts? Assume we have to give up at least a significant portion of the team for Bradley Beal. Oh, well then. Including house money. Yeah, no. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Give me Sam. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Tyler Hero. Oh, if they were both getting paid $2 million, Hauser fits on this team infinitely better than Hero would, and it's not, not even close, really, yeah. Look, Hauser is not a good defensive player, no. but Tyler Hero is an absolute disaster yeah. defensive player. Like he is bad, bad, bad. So I think in a vacuum, Tyler Hero is a Obviously, much better yeah. player. But if I need someone to just come in, make some threes, and not get completely obliterated defensively, give me Sam Hauser. Yes, sir. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, I'm sure everybody around the NBA agrees with all those answers too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all right. So we're Homer in a little bit. Whatever. We're one four straight. Have we can fun. do this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, before we get out of here, Jake, your specialty. You know that we like to check in on some of our biggest rivals <laughs> in the Schodenfreud report. So, Jake, what do you got for us this evening or morning for you? Oh boy. It is not looking good out in La La Land. Jeez. The Lakers. Oh, boy. A lot of L's. What are they on up to now? Two and nine? Two and nine. Dude. They're shooting under 30% from three as a team. It could not be going worse. It could not be going worse. It could not be. Like, if you were to tell Lakers fans that Russell Westbrook has embraced a six-man role and is thriving in that six-man role, they'd be like, okay, we're at least a... A, a, a playoff team, top six, maybe fringe yeah. play-in. No, sir. Uh, the Pelicans might get Wimbanyana because you're that bad. 
Doesn't it feel so good? Oh my! I mean, it's it's incredible. It does t- kind of terrify me that there's going to be a team with Wembenyana, Zion, and Ingram out there. Um, but that's fine. Wembenyana is no Jason Tatum. So no, exactly. Neither is Zion. Exactly. Zion's actually not been great this year. He's been yeah. He's he's been okay considering he didn't play last uh, last year. But the defense is is a mess. Um, but I mean. Every day, like the LeBron, LeBron's on the, I got to learn how to flop train last night. Um, the reporter's like, things aren't going He's well. Hurt. He's hurt. Well, that, yeah. Well, the father time commercials are kind of ironic because um, he, he's been injured two years in a row. And this is making, this would be three in a row um, where he just didn't miss games before. And now he's just missing stuff for, he's missing stuff that he wouldn't miss time for before. Like right. little foot things, whatever it may be. Um, that just wouldn't happen before. And the fact that if he's not playing 70 plus games, like this team is awful, 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 awful. So bad. Yeah, Pat Bev can't make a layup, dude. He missed like two, one, at least one real bad layup the other night. I mean, it was yeah. something I probably would have, <laughs> no, but you know, <laughs> I like to think I would have finished it. Uh, they're just bad. They're counting on Austin Reeves Dude. to play 30 minutes a night, which is absolutely abs- I'm not even sure he played 30 minutes a night for Oklahoma when he was playing, playing no. in the Big 12. Dennis Schroeder <laughs> and Thomas Bryant. That, that, that's, that's their they're last hope. Save yet. That's their hope yeah. at this yeah. point. Uh, so, and the uh, Sixers are continually well, are a disaster. So. I feel like they've righted the ship kind of. Well, what are they at right now? Like, with Embiid hurt, isn't that kind well, of a out. concern? Harden's the one out right now. Oh, okay. Oh, Embiid came back. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, no, but right, it's still, it's still cons- and, and that's been okay. the thing, is that when Harden kind of goes out, you get a little bit more maxi, you get a little bit more pace, a little yeah. bit more defense. More Melton. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Melton. Um, and so they beat the Suns the other day, which kind of, to me, it feels like they've kind of settled in a little bit. The, they're still five and six. Yeah, though. I know. Well, this is the thing. Like people say, don't don't pay attention to the standings early in the season. But like these wins matter when they're going to be teams that are really good, like the Celtics, Bucks, and the Cavs. So Atlanta too, dude. Yeah. Don't sleep on Atlanta. Well, speaking they're of Atlanta, good. so last night, you know, I came home from basketball. I'm always just like buzzing. I can never sleep afterwards. So yeah, I, yeah. I avoided the scores all day. I watched the Jazz and the Hawks. Um, because that's kind of what I try and do. I try and just like watch all my the Eastern Conference rivals and and match up with um some of the fun mm-hmm. teams. I hadn't actually sat down and watched a proper jazz game yet. And holy Me, shit, I have not yet. they are so yeah. much fun. Um, yeah. I'm in love with um Kessler Walker Walker Kessler Walker Kessler. Oh my god, yeah. I was like, he he would be so good on the Celtics. Um, he's incredible. Um, the parallels between like the early Brad Stevens era. And what's happening in the Jazz right now? They remind me so much of that team where yeah. when we traded for Isaiah and Jay yeah. Crowder midseason, and we were like 15 games under 500 and ended 40 and 42. Like it is the same thing. Dude. No question. If we had just started with that team, that's yeah. what the Jazz are doing. And Kelly Olynyk's there again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all it's the same, man. He, he, they're are solid. They went up early. Hawks came back, took the lead, um, but then the the jazz blew them off the court. And so like, you know, now the Celtics yep. have the lead on the Hawks, um, watching the Hawks. I just don't see any issues with matching up with them in the playoffs. Like, um, 
they're just Trey scares me, dude. I don't know, man. He's really hard. Like he, if you switch against Trey, he will. Well, unless it's we have Rob. If as long as we have Rob, I'm not concerned about right. the Hawks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Look, he, no, he's he's incredible. But I just think on the other end, in a playoff series, like he is. Yeah. Still, so 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 so, so bad on so defense. Bad. Like so bad. He gives it straight up on the other end. Um. You know, I think over a playoff. Yeah. I. I just. I'm just not worried about, and even Dejounte Murray, who's awesome, still another small guy. Um, the the Raps have lost Siakam and now Precious Achua now um, indefinitely for Achua. That's like I'm not happy about that, but that's just like something that that's going on there. The Cavs now are are immortal. They've lost two in a row. I I watched that yep. game as well last night. The Kings Cavs. I watched a good yeah. amount of that game too, man. The Kings were turning them over a lot. It seemed like they kind of figured yeah. something out. Cavs, I mean, the the Kings got unlucky in like their first four games. Like they lost, they went zero and four, but yeah. they they um they they lost all close games. And Murray didn't play for a couple of those yeah. games too, and uh, he's really good. Yeah. And man, they lost to the to the Warriors um, on a bullshit call that uh, Herder yeah. got fouled and. Um, oh, yeah, he got murdered yeah. by Clay Thompson. That, that was <laughs> murdered. atrocious. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the the Cavs are definitely mortal. Um, and I think that those those two games we played against them, like, you know. You, Look, Karis LeVert doesn't have this best game, second best game of his career, because the uh, best game was against us when he had 50. But <laughs> I hate watching the Cavs because it involves watching Karis LeVert not be the best player in the league. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? What is happening? What is going on? Um, but yeah, and the the Nets, um, Katie's they're kind of well, Kate, all right well, without Katie's, Kyrie. Well, Katie's averaging like a thirty point triple yeah. double since Kate, Kyrie went out. Um, yeah. So if he's going to do that, then then go for your life. But um, but yeah, I don't think that's sustainable. But no. they're they've righted the ship themselves a little bit. So all right, before we get out of here, Jake, we're playing the Nuggets tomorrow night yeah. uh, on uh, Freedom Time. <laughs> Uh, I guess yeah. tomorrow morning for you yeah, all. 12 so, yeah. yeah, the Nuggets, fifth best offense. Uh, they're the league best effective field goal percentage. Obviously, they've got Jokic, who's the reigning MVP. Jamal Murray's back now. Michael Porter Jr.'s back now. But we've kind of owned them. We've won our last five against the Nugs. So um, what do you think? How is this one going to play out? <sighs> I might have to, I've been working on a Rob video where it's just highlights of Rob, but like set to, um, I miss you by Blink-182. Uh, this, <laughs> nice. this feels like it could be one of those games. Yeah. Um, but we do have the Dork Knight Batman, uh, famously an excellent Jokic defender. So yep, yep Grant's going to be starting again. This would, would shock me if he's not starting in a game where um, Jokic, who he's famously done really well against, Look, take the over, man. Like this, these two offenses going head to head. It could be an awesome game. I mean, I love watching Jokic. Um, the Bruce I Brown think it's move. It's going to be a fun one. Um, I'm already seeing Jalen getting lost off ball on Bruce Brown and Aaron Gordon because they're really good <laughs> off ball, and and Jokic is yeah. really good at at finding little cracks. The, probably the best, maybe ever, yeah. top five ever at finding off ball cutters for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but on the other side, uh, they've got plenty of plenty of spaces to attack, including Jokic, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, Murray, Murray. Yeah, so uh, Bones Highland. Um, it, yeah. It's too bad Brogdon is going to be out, but I'm. Oh, he would crush yeah, their bench, I know. dude. Their bench is struggling yeah. too. But man, the he thing, would kill them. I, I feel very confident. Like um, the the game where we rested in the preseason, we rested everybody against the Hornets, um, except for like Derek White and the bench, and Derek White looked 
like, I don't awesome. know, yeah, Chris Paul, Carl, Pete Carl Lowry. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, yeah, if, if he's the guy leading the bench and he's just cooking Bones Highland and the crew, uh, that could be really fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. All right. I'm predicting a win, man. All I don't right. know you. Man, I mean, why not? Is it at home or is it in, is it in Denver? Yeah, we're at home. Okay. We're at home. All right. Man, we've got a good little stretch here. And then we, is the Pistons at home or do we go on the road? Uh, I'm not sure about that. What is that? That's Saturday, yeah, right? It's, it's, it's back a back-to-back. Back. Back. It looks like we are in Detroit. Okay. So, we, okay, we, it would be really good to get the win against Denver then because back-to-back flying up to Detroit, um, knowing how this... And you know, the Pistons are due for a good game well, against even us. yesterday, you like, the, if the, Pist- the Celtics were kind of begging the Pistons to hang around. Cade missed a lot yeah. of makeable shots. Yeah. He missed a lot of shots. He, but then Killian Hayes made a lot of shots. Oh, my he God. That was literally the best game so. of his career. So Yeah, no uh, doubt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, look... No reason we can't win tomorrow. I would love to get a five-game winning streak going. That'd be fantastic. Mm. Mm. Feels good. Yeah. Five just feels so much better than four. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this one. Please, if you have not already or you're listening to the podcast audio, please subscribe to our YouTube. We are so, so close to being able to get that 1K and monetizing it. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, if you're not subscribed to the audio pod, subscribe there. We've got a TikTok, we've got an Instagram, and of course, we've got the Twitter. Um, so, Jake, thanks so much, man. This was awesome. Cheers, mate. All right. First to the floor, we're out. We're out.